0: Welcome to another episode of the Jam Pack Report, today for Monday, November the 23rd of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams, and this is a daily gaming news podcast, meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week, it is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. So if you enjoy the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. But, for PlayStation fans who have always been a bit jealous of Xbox Game Pass, I have some good news for you. It looks like PlayStation is planning their response. Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan says there is news to come on a PlayStation response to Xbox Game Pass, Microsoft's popular subscription-based game service. During an interview with TASS, Ryan was asked about how PlayStation will respond to Game Pass, which has become an increasingly attractive value proposition for Xbox in recent years. While not explaining exactly what the response will be, Ryan did make clear that, quote, there is actually news to come, but just not today, end quote. Ryan went on to point out that PlayStation already has its now subscription service. He is presumably also not talking about the existing PlayStation Plus collection, which bundles a number of classic PlayStation games into the cost of a PlayStation Plus subscription. Likely, any further response would either be a new service or an addition to one of the former. Xbox Game Pass offers over 100 games as part of a monthly subscription, including all newly released titles from Xbox Game Studios. As its ultimate tier that includes Xbox Live Gold, EA Play, xCloud, and currently a 30-day subscription to Disney+, and has been a huge success for Microsoft, with 70% of Xbox Series X and S owners subscribing to Game Pass. So. First and foremost, this is why legitimate competition is incredibly important in the gaming industry, because if Microsoft had just faded out and not done an Xbox One and not continued to innovate on the way they bring value to players, Sony would have no reason to create some kind of subscription-based service. Now, The first thing they should do is drop the PlayStation Now branding, because in the minds of players, PlayStation Now is already kind of tainted in a way, uh, because of the fact that it's just not as good as Xbox Game Pass currently is, and it is perceived as the legitimate competitor. Now, even if it improves, there's automatically an uphill battle that has to be fought because of that negative kind of response that many people have when they think about PlayStation Now. Uh, That's not to say that there aren't good games on the service, but the way they're presented is a bit laggy depending on your connection. Uh, Of course, you can download some of the games now, but few people even realized that was an option if you aren't deeply ingrained in the PlayStation ecosystem. Uh, So it would be nice to see a completely new service that bakes in elements of PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now and comes together to create something new. Alternatively, they could completely revamp PlayStation Plus, which I think could be a good option as well. Now, of course, PlayStation Plus has been doing much better in recent years than Xbox Live Gold, especially when it comes to the free games that are given away, because in the minds of players, that's where the value proposition comes in. PlayStation Plus just seems to be doing better from a marketing perspective. Uh, Of course, the games that would normally be given away with Xbox Live Games with Gold have now been included in Xbox Game Pass, so that's kind of where you find the value yourself. Uh, Ultimately, the big key here is that Microsoft has shaped their approach to gaming around Game Pass, and that takes commitment. That is a very big order to fill. For instance, again, the statistic is out there that 70% of new owners of an Xbox Series X or an Xbox Series S are subscribers to Xbox Game Pass. That's a lot of dedication. And so, Sony would have to, in order to directly compete with the team at Microsoft, shape their next console generation around. A PlayStation subscription. That's talking about new games being available on day one. We're talking about God of War being included with this subscription service. We are talking about the next Ratchet and Clank being included in this subscription service. Horizon Forbidden West in this subscription service. And I don't know that they are ready to dedicate that amount of investment uh, into a new service because that is a big, big cost. Because these games are going to sell either way. That's the key here, is that Microsoft brought Xbox Game Pass onto the scene to begin to regain some ground. For instance, while people might already have a deep dedication to PlayStation and the new God of War will sell incredibly well, a new Killzone would sell incredibly well, Horizon is going to sell incredibly well, there were fewer people that were willing to go all out and really get invested in the newest IP from Xbox. I'm looking at Grounded, for instance, from Obsidian, a fine game, a great game. It is in early access, and people probably would not have played it nearly as much as they have now because of Xbox Game Pass, which has garnered it 5 million players. Now, of course, some of those are paid, but a lot of those are on Xbox Game Pass. The same could go for the Master Chief Collection, the same could go for any of the other games that are included. Gears is a fantastic example. Game Pass pumps life into games and it creates a thriving ecosystem, and PlayStation doesn't have that same need or that necessity currently because their ecosystem is thriving and winning. And so if they do choose to create some kind of subscription service, there has to be an investment that is similar to Microsoft, and I don't know that they will if there isn't a necessity to invest that kind of uh, resource into giving out the subscription. Uh, But I'm hoping for the best, and of course any kind of movement is good because this is automatically something that I would get if the value proposition was there. If I could pay $15 a month and get PlayStation Plus, and then i get a ton of free games and then on top of that I get whatever they give out for PlayStation Plus benefits yeah absolutely I'd be down for that in a heartbeat in the same way that Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate is something that I will always have because it's just something that I can't pass up it's too good Uh, and so I want Sony to have a similar kind of service and we'll see what they come up with in the next few months but unfortunately every PlayStation 5 is sold out according to Sony are you trying to buy a PlayStation 5? According to boss Jim Ryan, speaking with Russian outlet TASS, absolutely everything is sold. While there has been a trickle of PlayStation 5 stock returning to the retail chain this week, it is gone in minutes. And the executive has revealed that after spending much of the year ensuring there is demand for the machine, now he's focused on getting enough devices into the market to meet demand. Quote, everything is sold, absolutely everything is sold, he said. I've spent much of the last year trying to be sure that we can generate enough demand for the product, and now in terms of my executive bandwidth, I'm spending a lot more time on trying to increase supply to meet that demand, end quote. While we are still waiting for a press release on PlayStation 5's initial sales figures, it looks like the company sold every single console it could manufacture. The challenge it now faces is swiftly getting more units into the supply chain, because it looks like the product is poised to be difficult to find for the foreseeable future. This was always going to be the case. And then on top of that, the COVID-19 pandemic hit. So now, in Wave 3 here in the United States, and in many other places around the world, there is still this need to have some kind of at-home entertainment. And so instead of going out to a movie, instead of going out to a baseball game, a football game, instead of going out and drinking at a bar, whatever you might be doing for fun and recreation, that time is now being spent at home. And so it makes sense that a lot more people are willing to go in on a new PlayStation or even a new Xbox. Uh, but But if every PlayStation 5 is sold out, then people are going to get very, very irritated very quickly. But again, even not in a pandemic world, this is something that was going to happen because the brand value of PlayStation has grown significantly over the course of the last seven years since the launch of the PlayStation 4 Uh, and for good reason. It's a fantastic ecosystem. I love PlayStation. I will always adore PlayStation. Uh, And this is one that if I found one at a store, I would probably pick it up because the PlayStation 5 is getting fantastic reviews. Uh, And of course, I have not gotten my hands on one yet. I have not been trying as hard because I have an Xbox Series X, so that's taking up plenty of my attention as of right now. Uh, But I'm sure they're trying their best to get more stock on the shelves. But if you're looking for one this holiday season for yourself or for a young family member or for anyone, really, uh, it's going to be difficult to find one if you do try very difficult. You might find one. You might. But there'll be few and far between. But Sony has confirmed it's adding a key Xbox Series X visual feature to the PlayStation 5 that is going to make a lot of people's experience much smoother. Sony has confirmed VRR is on the way, a variable refresh rate. This is a key visual feature of the Xbox Series X and the S from Microsoft. This feature, which is designed to reduce or eliminate frame tearing and judder in high frame rate games, will be added to PlayStation 5 via a future firmware update, Sony has said in an updated system FAQ. After a future system software update, PS5 owners will be able to use the VRR feature of compatible TVs when playing games that support VRR, it said. According to Sony, a modern television with HDMI 2.1 will be required to use VRR on PlayStation 5. Although VRR is supported by Microsoft's last-generation consoles, the feature has become even more important for next-gen games, which support frame rates of 60 FPS and above. As explained by Digital Foundry's Alex Batagalia, the feature is a noticeable omission on PlayStation 5 at launch as some games, such as Assassin's Creed Valhalla, suffer from visible frame tearing on the platform. As more games target 60fps in the cross-gen period and don't quite sustain that target, we're seeing a resurgence in games with screen tearing, something that was all but gone in last-gen systems, he wrote. This is not a welcome development, to be honest, and that's why VRR, Variable Refresh Rate, is such a boon. In terms of the experience on a standard 60Hz display, Series X is clearly worse off in performance terms. However, we tested Valhalla with VRR enabled on an LG CX display and the tearing is gone, and the presentation remains smooth. The console is fully in command of when the screen delivers a new frame, and it's a game changer, especially for this title. The omission of VRR on PlayStation 5 is a real disappointment, not just here in Valhalla, but also in other games like Dirt 5. Assassin's Creed Valhalla does run better on PS5 than it does on Xbox Series X, an analysis of the game recently suggested, and according to a new digital foundry analysis, both next-gen versions of the game suffer from screen tearing, often during cutscenes, but sometimes during gameplay, although the Series X version is much more significantly affected. The PS5 version also has a more consistent frame rate compared to Xbox Series X, the publication said. The key takeaway is that PlayStation 5 is much closer to the 60 FPS target more of the time, while Xbox Series X can struggle, it said. In fact, at its worst, we noted PS5 delivering a 15% performance advantage over its Microsoft equivalent in identical scenarios. I would describe the PS5 version as being pretty much a stable 60fps experience with occasional little dips, the kind of thing you'd expect on consoles, Digital Foundry's John Lenneman adds in the site's video report. Series X definitely needs some work because if you're playing on a normal display, the tearing is extremely distracting, like it's just not good enough. Now I will mention I have not had too many issues on my Xbox Series X, maybe one screen tear here and there, maybe I'm just not noticing it, Uh, but it's not really that big of a deal for my gaming experience. However, if you are shaping your console purchase around one game, uh, pre any kind of future patch, It looks like the PlayStation 5 is running Valhalla better than the Xbox Series X, and a lot of people have been discussing why this is. I have seen reports that it's because of this new RDNA2 architecture that is being used within the Xbox Series X, and developers not being used to that on the console space, so that could potentially be an answer to the questions of why this is happening. Uh, But ultimately, the future is going to be fine, games will continue to improve across all platforms. If you are buying an Xbox Series X, or you're planning on buying one, you have no Nothing to worry about. But this new feature coming to PlayStation 5 is fantastic because, again, it mitigates any kind of issues to an even smaller percentage of people that will experience them if their monitor does support VRR, uh, which many modern monitors are beginning to bake into their experience. Uh, So, it is nice to see that is going to be added in the future. But now, Doom Eternal on Switch will be digital only. Players looking forward to picking up a physical copy of Doom Eternal on Switch are going to be a little disappointed that it's now a digital-only title. It's been a while since we last heard an update on Doom Eternal for the Switch. We knew it was coming, just not when it was coming, but we have finally gotten an update and it might not be a good one for players looking to snag a copy of the physical game. Customers who pre-ordered Doom Eternal on Switch started to receive messages that their physical pre-orders were being cancelled at GameStop. Some people began to wonder if the game was getting cancelled altogether, and it turns out Bethesda is not offering physical versions of the game and it will be a digital-only release. Bethesda released a statement to IGN and stated, quote, while Doom Eternal is 100% on track for an imminent digital-only release on Nintendo Switch, the absence of a physical release at retail resulted in cancelled pre-orders, end quote. The spokesperson continued, affected customers will receive full refunds and should contact their preferred retailer for more information. For those who were looking forward to a physical version, they might be disappointed now that they will need to do a hefty download. The file size for the original Doom on the Switch is over 21 gigs, and I would not think this one would be any smaller, says the author. Make sure to clear some room if you do not have a micro SD with much storage. Doom Eternal is currently out now for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. The game can also be played on PS5 and Series X and S thanks to backward compatibility with future updates to come and add even more enhancements to those versions of the game. This is kind of a bummer because there's always going to be part of me that identifies with the physical collector crowd. I do love having a literal game that I hold, but I also understand that this is probably not going to be the most popular version of the game. This is not going to be one that really warrants an entire new run of Doom Eternal chips to be created. And so, if you do want to pick it up, digital only does not sound like it's going to be that uh, painful. But of course, again, for collectors, this is a big bummer. So maybe in the future, Limited Run will put out some kind of physical edition, or a third party can step in and make that happen. But to round out today's show, the locked mystery door in Demon's Souls is open at last. The remake of the From Software classic Demon's Souls launched last week with the PS5. Players quickly started investigating the game inch by inch and discovered a door that was not in the original game. The only problem is that it's locked and no one can figure out how to get inside. Or rather, that was the case until last week. Twitch streamer Distortion2 finally cracked the code on the Demon Souls door during a stream last night. To get into the door, Distortion2 traded 30 ceramic coins to Sparkly the Crow to get a rusty key. And waiting for him and all the other players who were soon to follow, behind the door was the Penetrator's Armor Set. The Penetrator's armor set is exclusive to the Demon's Souls remake and is some pretty heavy duty stuff. According to the Demon's Souls wiki, which is probably a familiar website for all those who have played the game, the armor provides the player with protection and different resistance against all types of damage and negative status effects, such as blunt damage, bleed, plague and more. This sort of easter egg is not new for Bluepoint Games. Their remake of Shadow of the Colossus from 2018 had a similar mystery door that took a lot of fan community work before it was eventually opened. It too was cracked relatively quickly, but obtaining the armor set found behind the Demon Souls door and the Sword of Dorming Dorming? From Shadow of the Colossus serve as more things to add to the old gamer's resume. Not familiar with the Sword of Dorming, but I should just dig back into Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, if you missed the stream where the door was finally opened, you can find that on the Twitch channel, but ultimately, that is the solution to the question we had last week when we said, hey, what is this door and what is going to be behind it? Of course, these little uh, easter eggs are fantastic in games, and it gives old players that might have been on the fence about coming back to Demon's Souls just one more reason to dive in. Uh, But man, I have seen some screenshots of this game shared, and it looks gorgeous. Not one that I'll ever play because I am horrible at Demon's Souls slash Dark Souls games, but hey, more power to you if you are in for that experience. But that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed today's show, drop me a like down below and let me know what story caught your eye. But specifically, how do you feel about PlayStation planning a response to Xbox Game Pass? Are you going to be subscribing if the features are there? Would love to hear what you have to say. But until next time, you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon and peace.